Hello, and welcome to the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. I'm your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. I've been studying the Tao Te Ching for just short of a year now, and have reconnected with a natural feeling of inner peace and contentment. I don't hold a doctorate, nor am I qualified to teach anything about the Tao Te Ching. I'm just an ordinary person who has experienced the wonderful side effects of following the Tao. Since everyone's experience with this wisdom is different, the only thing that I can hope for is that mine helps you to connect with a Tao in your own unique, personal way. Feel free to listen to each episode a day at a time, or anytime you need a quick Tao shot. You can listen while you're on your way to work, or after that, when you're winding down. It's always a good time to observe the Tao. In each episode, we'll do four things. One, we'll read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, I'll break it down into everyday language. Three, I'll share my own thoughts and experience. And four, I'll leave you with a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. Thanks for joining me today and enjoy this episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. Verse 16. Nothing is permanent. Attain the utmost in passivity. Hold firm to the basis of quietude. The myriad things take shape and rise to activity but I watch them fall back to their repose. Like vegetation that luxuriantly grows, but returns to the root or soil from which it springs. To return to the root is repose. It is called going back to one's destiny. Going back to one's destiny is to find the eternal law. To know the eternal law is enlightenment. And not to know the eternal law is to court disaster. He who knows the eternal law is tolerant. Being tolerant, he is impartial. Being impartial, he is kingly. Being kingly, he is in accord with nature. Being in accord with nature, he is in accord with Tao. Being in accord with Tao, he is eternal. And his whole life is preserved from harm. That's verse 16 of the Tao Te Ching, translated by Lin Yutang. Next, let's break it down. This verse has three parts to it, and we'll take each part, one idea, at a time. Part 1 talks about a call to practice stillness. Part 2 is that the Tao is in continuous motion, always rising and falling. And then part three is finding permanence in continuous motion. Okay, so we're opening up this verse where Lao Tzu says, attain the utmost in passivity and hold firm to the basis of quietude. Those are the first two lines. And 
I feel like that's basically a call for us to be quiet. You know, I mean, in the last verse, uh, we talked about clearing our muddy waters or letting, allowing the muddy waters to become still. And I feel like this is just a continuation of that theme. Okay, so part two talks about the Tao being in continuous motion, rising and falling. So what's really interesting is that he's not using the analogy of a stream in this verse. Instead, we're saying, okay, well, the myriad things take shape and rise to activity, and I watch them fall back. And then we say vegetation, returning to the root. And it's that, it's like this continuous motion of things, basically like the rise and the fall, just like a breath, just like the water cycle, just like a tree, just like so many things. It's kind of, it's kind of awesome when you think about, or when I think about how pervasive this, this whole concept is, right? Okay. And now let's look at the third part where we're saying he who knows the eternal law is tolerant and being tolerant, he's impartial. And, and basically you follow that down into, being in accord with the Tao. And if you're in accord with the Tao, then you're eternal. And because of that, then your whole life is preserved from harm. So that's finding permanence and continuous motion, which is, you know, just another way to say that the only, the only constant is change, right? Okay. So those are the three parts. And to wrap it up, we'll remember that we're talking about part one, which is a call to practice stillness. Part two says that the Tao is in continuous motion, rising and falling. And part three says, well, we can find permanence with continuous motion. Basically, if everything is always changing, then we're permanent. (laughs) Cool. Okay, so let's now put that back together. I'll read verse three again. Attain the utmost in passivity. Hold firm to the basis of quietude. The myriad things take shape and rise to activity, but I watch them fall back to their repose. Like vegetation that luxuriantly grows, but returns to the root or soil from which it springs. To return to the root is repose. It is going back to one's destiny. Going back to one's destiny is to find the eternal law. To know the eternal law is enlightenment. And not to know the eternal law is to court disaster. He who knows the eternal law is tolerant. Being tolerant, he is impartial. Being impartial, he is kingly. Being kingly, he is in accord with nature. Being in accord with nature, he is in accord with Tao. Being in accord with Tao, he is eternal. And his whole life is preserved from harm. Let's take a look at some of the things that this verse made me think about today when considering that nothing or no thing is permanent. There are three things. One is being still. Two, the rise and the fall is the way of things. And three, practicing immortality. Being still. If you're alive... You have no doubt stood in a forest, watched an ocean, or had an experience where everything around you was still. Maybe you've been in a room where there were lots of people and no one was saying anything. 
these moments, you may have felt awe at how massive and quiet things can actually be. I remember a time when I was in a city on a Sunday afternoon, around 2 p.m., I think. And cars were on the road, but nothing was hurried. Despite the road noise, the environment was calm and in its own way, kind of quiet. It was an awesome experience to be sure. There's something about that quiet presence that helped me to realize that not everything has to be in motion. Though once in a while, I can remember that despite the motion, things just are, and they're beautiful, kind of like a sunset. Lao Tzu calls on us to actively seek this stillness and quietude in verse 16. And the cool part of that is, I feel like this stillness and quietude is available for us whenever we want to experience it. We don't need to take any special trips or be in any special environments to get it. We talked about this in the last verse. Really, all we need to do is pay attention to what's going on around us and remember to listen for the sound beneath the sounds, the nothingness behind the things, and the calm underneath all the activity. For me, practicing meditation helps me to get there more often, and the result? Calm, still, quietude. Okay, not all the time, but you know, sometimes. (laughs) And it's worth it. But what's the benefit of that, right? Like, am I just being quiet for the sake of being quiet? Well, at first I thought that that was what was supposed to be the result. I just knew I wanted to be still. I wasn't sure why, so I just kind of practiced it. In the beginning, I would actually be able to feel the stillness, and it was really great. And here's a neat thing I never knew to expect. When I reach that state, I can actually look at my thoughts and my actions and see how needlessly I'm burning energy running from one thing to the next in life. It's almost as if I'm a runaway engine, just running for the sake of running. But when I can become still, I get a sense that there is much more going on around me than I realize. And that sort of expands my world for a little bit. In one meditation, I observe the universe as a canvas after becoming still for a moment. My first inclination was to see what I could paint on it. What could I bring into existence? Then I was able to pause before imagining anything and allow it to be a blank canvas, and I marveled at how beautiful that was. So for me, there's two main benefits to getting still. Number one, it gives me the peace that I'm always seeking. And two, in that peace, I'm able to become aware of the beauty that surrounds me. Lao Tzu would probably say that the stillness helps you become aware of and appreciate the endless cycles of the Tao. Let's consider this beauty now in the constant motion of the world we can observe when we are still. The rise and fall is the way of things. I love how Lao Tzu uses the cycle of vegetation in this part of the verse. We've all witnessed it. Springtime brings new leaf buds on trees. They grow and stay on, helping to create food for the tree until autumn, when they wither and fall off the tree. They lay on the ground and begin the decomposition process in winter, and some of those nutrients return to the tree's roots, nourishing it once again. Similarly, Lao Tzu says that is the way of the Tao. We have considered before that the Tao is always giving, always manifesting, always coming from the unmanifested state. And the tree example is an observable model of this constant motion. What else is in constant motion? 
Well, my thoughts for one, (laughs) my brain never really seems to be blank. There is always something going on up there. But wait, if we've just heard that we're supposed to embrace stillness, what are we doing? Talking about how everything's in motion and there's nothing we can do to stop it. Well, my sense is that we can be the quiet observers as well as the things in motion. When I can embrace stillness, I am observing that which is moving around me. I may observe and appreciate the constant motion of the world and the Tao and yes, my thoughts. And in that stillness, I can also calmly remember that I too am in motion always. I am an expression of the Tao as Dan. And there will be a point, as is the way of things, when Dan's form goes back to the earth. But the observer doesn't have to cease. The observer may change form, but it is always there, just like the Tao. Remember when we talked about getting comfortable with infinity in verse 4? If my essence is a part of the Tao, an expression, a manifestation of it, and the Tao is infinite, then I too must have that same property, my essence that is. I mean, I'm the same life force that I was when I was born, 43 years later. My animating force doesn't feel any different than it did then, and I think it's reasonable to expect that at 83 it won't feel any different. So when the human form of Dan changes, I think it's also reasonable to expect that that won't feel any different either. I'm probably going to continue to be my essence. I don't need to wait to die to experience this, though. When I practice stillness... I return to my inner source, and I can observe everything in motion to include me. And I can enjoy its beauty. Practicing Immortality I'm imagining being in bed now. I'm cozy, wrapped in blankets, and I'm just waking up from a good night's sleep. I had pleasant dreams, and I have this feeling of freshness, newness, I'm already thinking, and my brain is already in motion. I'm thinking about a bunch of things, probably, and what my day is going to look like. It seems to me that in that transition between the sleep and the waking state, I go from restfulness to an awareness of myself. Sort of like the transition between a yin energy state and a yang energy state. My conscious thoughts cycle between the manifest and the unmanifest state, don't they? We just talked about how my form is going to change when this body dies. And we talked about how what's left is this unchanging part of me that is the Tao. So, if we put these two ideas together, that our no-self and our self is always going back and forth and always changing, we can observe that since forms are always in motion, there must be a still part of things, just like the sound underneath the sounds. So my life force is the force underneath my life. Like the Tao, it's always been there, or been not there, (laughs) however you like. And if it's always been there, it will always be there as a part of the Tao. By practicing awareness of this aspect of ourselves, we can actually practice immortality. Immortality doesn't mean that my body won't age, of course not. Immortality means that I, as a life force and essence, will continue on forever with the eternal Tao. It'll continue regardless. 
but I may risk losing this awareness if I come out of stillness and engage with my thoughts, others and their thoughts and so on. If I start taking things too seriously again, I, as Lao Tzu puts it, do not know the eternal law and therefore I court disaster. So it seems I have a choice, don't I? I may set aside stillness because it seems uninteresting or unimportant. I can get caught up in things that seem to have value, things that feel good. I get caught up in the corporeal senses and lose my inner vision, as we discussed in verse 12. So when we say that pleasing the senses isn't really the point of it all, we look to this verse to realize that the point is unity with the Tao, for that's really what's important. Mostly because it's more real than what we experience when we're not still. For me, quieter thoughts is just a byproduct of a meditation practice. I think there's more to it. And it's actually something we're all equipped to do. It's not always comfortable, but it seems to be the way. I must look for ways to dissolve my ego. My ego is that false sense of separation I have that causes me to get wrapped up in all the things, the myriad things, or the 10,000 things, as Lao Tzu would say. And it's a daily practice. Every time I wake up and switch over to conscious thoughts, I am tempted in that moment to believe that I am alone and unconnected to the Tao. If I can remember that as an observer, I am one with the Tao, I switch that around. I realize that, quote, I don't actually exist, at least not in the way that I would like to think, separate. If I can allow that sense of separation to abate by becoming still, I allow my ego to die daily, and in so doing, I am returning to source. I am the Tao. I am eternal. To wrap up my experience with this verse today, and consider that no thing is permanent, I thought about three things. Number one is being still. Number two is that the rise and the fall is the way of things. And number three, practicing immortality. For the final piece of this episode, let's consider how we can apply the principle that no thing is permanent in this verse today. I can do two things. Number one, I can allow stillness by developing a meditation practice. And number two, I can notice impermanence. So in allowing stillness, I can adopt a meditation practice. There's lots and lots of different meditation techniques out there and they're all really great. I haven't encountered a meditation technique that just didn't work for me. However, I have developed a set of practices over time that seems to work specifically for me. If you meditate regularly, then I think you can relate to what I'm saying. If you don't meditate regularly, I would highly encourage you to start. It doesn't matter how you start, it just matters that you start. So in the beginning of your practice, I feel that really there's only three things to remember. Number one is that you must do it regularly. So choosing sustainable habits is the key. In the beginning, I made sure I meditated 15 minutes every day. That's it. Even if I wasn't feeling it, I would do it because 15 minutes is relatively easy to carve out. 
Number two, most meditations begin with a period of mindfulness, either body scans, clearing one's mind, or other settings. Even if you don't understand how exactly to observe your thoughts right away, keep that in the back of your head as an objective. When you can separate your identity from your thoughts, it's a total game changer. So if you have that as an objective, then eventually you'll get there. Number three is to remain open-minded. You remember that different techniques work for different people, and chances are that you'll find one that fits you perfectly. And the best way to do this is to explore and try different things one session at a time. Okay, that's meditation. So now let's see how we can notice impermanence in our daily lives. We don't need to be meditating to do this. All we need to do is to remember to notice things. So after our morning meal, we go about our routine for the day. If you're dropping kids off at school, if you're driving to work, if you're cleaning your living space or workspace, or if you're going back to bed, which sometimes I do, (laughs) try and remember to notice the things around you and sense their impermanence. For example, will the vehicles on the road one day fall back into their natural elements? What about the clothes that you're wearing? Won't they too no longer serve you at some point? And the people around you, they've got lifespans, don't they? It's very likely they'll be gone after 100 years and new people will take their place. Imagine those people having a turn at their lives. Can we see how beautiful they'll be? Now let's consider ourselves. As my body ages, I am here to experience it. I kind of feel lucky that I get to witness the passing of time as evidenced by gray hairs and wrinkles. Haven't I learned so much? Regardless of whether or not I've wanted to, haven't I participated in my own life and had some amazing experiences? Isn't that beautiful? Now, can I think about how it will be when I return to the source? How amazing that will be? And I'll likely spring back into existence as something or someone else when I'm ready to do it again. So... In noticing impermanence, I feel like we're giving ourselves two gifts here. One is the realization that since nothing is permanent, there's not a need to take everything so seriously. And number two, I can pause for a moment and appreciate the beauty around me that's there all the time. And that'll wrap it up today. To consider the principle that no thing is permanent, I can do two things. Number one is I can allow stillness by developing a meditation practice. And number two, I can notice impermanence. To close out this episode, I'll leave you with a final reading of verse 16 of the Tao Te Ching, translated by Lin Yutang. Attain the utmost in passivity. Hold firm to the basis of quietude. The myriad things take shape and rise to activity, but I watch them fall back to their repose. Like vegetation that luxuriantly grows, but returns to the root or soil from which it springs. To return to the root is repose. It is called going back to one's destiny. Going back to one's destiny is to find the eternal law. 
To know the eternal law is enlightenment. And not to know the eternal law is to court disaster. He who knows the eternal law is tolerant. Being tolerant, he is impartial. Being impartial, he is kingly. Being kingly, he is in accord with nature. Being in accord with nature, he is in accord with Tao. Being in accord with Tao, he is eternal. And his whole life is preserved from harm. Thanks for listening to an episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living with your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. In each episode, we do four things. One, we read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, we break it down into everyday language. Three, we discuss my own thoughts and experience with the Tao. And four, we look at a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. I'm pretty sure that as I learn about and experience more of the Tao, all my thoughts and lessons will change. I wish the same for you as you grow along your journey. If you found something meaningful in this podcast and would like to discuss it with others, I'd like to encourage you to subscribe to the subreddit Taoism. That's reddit.com slash r slash Taoism. Also, I'd invite you to share this podcast with friends if you think it would benefit them. As always, I wish you love, compassion, and peace. Thanks for listening.